We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging. All right, you're listening to The Mark Milton Show with The Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. In Kirkwood, presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. We are fortunate today to have as our co-host, we miss Smash, he's out today, but we've got Professor Anders Walker from St. Louis University, uh, constitutional law, criminal law professor, and also teaches American legal history to the undergraduate students there. I want to talk about the national debt with you. Um, Again, this is another issue that, I feel like is lurking out there uh, and could p- potentially have catastrophic ramifications for the country. Maybe not. I don't. I, I don't understand how we've gotten by this long with the debt that is as large as it, as it is. But essentially, you know, for decades, people have warned about our national debt, and they've always talked about, well, the national debt really it only really becomes a problem once the national debt exceeds uh, our gross domestic product or our GDP. And something that has really flown under the radar, I think, through all the COVID and, and the protests and the unrest is back in June, our national debt did exceed or has exceeded our gross domestic product. We're sitting at about, as of June, we were sitting at about 20, oh, I don't know, almost 21 trillion in, in national debt, uh, which doesn't include certain obligations like Social Security, Medicare, and things like that. So in reality, it's probably more like when you think about Social Security, Medicare, it's probably more like 25 trillion. And that has surpassed our GDP, which means our debt is more than what our nation produces uh, economically each year. So as a historian, as a scholar, should we be concerned about this? I think so. I think this is a national security threat. We are relying on foreign countries lending us money. And the thinking used to be that if the national debt exceeds GDP— then there's going to be a point where people are just going to stop lending us money. They're going to ask for higher interest rates. They want a bigger return on their investment. And then the government's going to have to pay that interest, and that's going to divert money from other things the government needs to be spending money on. But think about this. China's one of the biggest owners of American debt. What if Beijing just decided, hey, everybody, we're not going to lend the U.S. any more money unless we get a few concessions like Taiwan, the South China Sea, or how about some technology? We'd love to have some U.S. technology. Maybe you guys could stop hassling us about stealing your IP. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we actually now need a ton of money from China because we're spending wildly. And I think even conservatives are on the hook here because what's happening, folks? I mean, we're just spending money with no thought about tomorrow. And economists are like, well, we can just keep doing it because everyone has confidence in the dollar. And so it's like this U.S. is the strongest economy in the world because it embraces free enterprise. (laughs) And that confidence is floating all this free money that the government's sending around. But what's going to happen when that confidence fails? Well, right. And at what point are we going to have to start actually tackling the debt, right? Because as long as I've been alive, I'm 35 years old, this thing has been ballooning as far as I can remember. And every politician gets up and says, we've got to, we've got to address the national debt. We've got to address Social Security funding, Medicare, all these things. But nothing ever happens. And it just keeps – I think of Rome, right? Like 
our nation, you know, is not that old in the in the in the in the grand scheme of history. And so my fear is like, do we become Rome and eventually collapse under the weight of our debt, our spending? Um, you know, you think about all the Colosseums and the, and the you know great. Uh, palaces and things they built over there, but it was all done on a credit card. And eventually the weight of fighting wars, building, you know, you know, putting things on a credit card, it, it ended up collapsing the Roman empire. And so my fear is like, could that happen to the U S especially with all the civil unrest we're seeing? Like, what would that look like? And nobody really wants to think that way, but it's frightening to me as someone who's got young kids, like what is, what does our country look like in 20, 30, 40, 50 years? Like, will it still exist in the way it is now? And also from a tax standpoint, because I am a tax lawyer, I recognize that either we have to increase tax rates to address this, or we're just going to keep printing money and, and eventually that will have repercussions. But, you know, our tax rates have really never been lower from an individual standpoint. And so what I tell people when I'm talking to them about, you know, tax rates and investing is, you know, Roth IRAs are a great thing to look at right now because a Roth IRA allows you to invest money in the stock market investments and the money grows tax-free. And so you can then take it out at retirement age and you're not taxed on it. So if you think about it, okay, if you assume tax rates are never going to be lower and they're only going to have to be higher down the road to be able to fund whatever debt spending the government's doing, then a Roth IRA is a no-brainer because you have to assume when you're retirement age in 30, 40, 50 years, you're going to be facing 30, 40, 50% tax. I don't want that to happen. I feel like to our discussion earlier, our country is better off having low tax rates, but we can't spend the way we do and maintain the level of revenue that we have currently. And that's where I've been frustrated with Republicans because they talk a big game on spending, addressing the debt. But even through this COVID crisis, we've spent, you know, four or five trillion dollars and there's really no plan to pay it back. I understand it's an emergency and things needed to be done. But that also goes back to calling into question the reaction, the response, the lockdowns, not really thinking through the economic cost. All we considered was, you know, the, the, the toll it might have on lost lives and things like that, which really hasn't, in my opinion, yes, we've had 180,000 deaths, which is tragic. Um, but, you know, we're starting to see statistics that only 6% of those were actually solely caused by COVID. So I feel like we've all been sort of hoodwinked along the way into thinking that COVID was much more deadly than it was. And was it really any more dangerous than the normal flu or, or H1N1? Some have said the H1N1 was actually more deadly. So it's left us in this position where not only do we have a tremendous amount of debt, but now our economy has been devastated, which has caused our debt now to exceed GDP, leaving us in a real, you know, I think a very, poor outlook going forward. That's right. If we keep borrowing, at some point, interest rates are going to have to rise. That's going to slow economic growth. And if, we're, if the answer is, well, we'll just print more money, then inflation is going to rise. And the bottom line is the whole economy is going to slow down and people are going to see a real drop in their standard of living. And then we're going to have all kinds of political problems. And you know what? You know who balanced the budget? Bill Clinton. Like, for all the things he messed up, he got this right, and he deserves credit for it. Like he came in with the was, Republican Congress. He was a Newt New, New Gingrich, right? He was a blue dog Democrat, right. and that was back in the days when the Democrats were just smarter on free enterprise. Remember that it's the economy, stupid. The Democratic Party today has really moved away from that, 
And I think Republicans need to take up the mantle of fiscal responsibility and let's try and figure out a way to spend more efficiently, spend less. And Clinton did increase taxes. And you're right. We got to do something because we just can't keep spending like there's no tomorrow. Well, and we lose credibility as Republicans when we spend the way we do and try to then argue against things like socialism or, you know, the government intervening in our economy, the, the five trillion in COVID relief while it was necessary, I feel like it was rushed. It wasn't really well thought out. Um, it's going to have to get paid back at some point, And there's really no mechanism in place at this point for doing that unless the economy comes roaring back. And I mean, think about it. we're losing on pay. Not only do you have you're, you're shelling out unemployment benefits, but you're also losing the payroll taxes that you would normally be collecting if we were at, you know, close to full employment as we were prior to all this. So I'm of the mindset that, you know, the economy is only going to get worse. Um, I think if you elect somebody like a Joe Biden, that's going to get dramatically worse. I think that if Trump's reelected um, and we start to reopen the country and get back to some semblance of normalcy, I think we can get back to where we were uh, in early 2020 um, because the, all the indicators were strong, you know, as far as uh, employment and um companies feeling confident to invest and, and, and want to grow their businesses. And I think we just have to get back to a place where we recognize that the debt is, like you said, a national security issue. It's a, a, a real threat to our future. And it's immoral really to be spending all this money that is going to be, you know, we're going to saddle it with future generations. So, And Trump contributed to it yes. by cutting taxes and increasing spending. Right. He did not cut spending by any means. No. Yeah, so, and that's what's ironic, too, that we talked about Nancy Pelosi earlier. But, I mean, Trump would have been willing to do all kinds of deals with her in terms of spending, um, infrastructure, things like that, that would have only ballooned the national debt. Now, you could argue, you know, would have stimulated some growth and they would have been offset. But that never really seems to actually <laughs> actually happen. We never seem to the national debt never really seems to go down. I mean, the 90s, we had a budget uh, budget surplus. But again, a budget surplus is a one-year-off thing, right? So that means you're operating. We haven't operated at a, at a surplus since then. So for the last 20-plus years, we're just adding to every year we have a negative deficit. We're adding to the national debt, interest rates, it's compounding. So, well, we're not going to solve it all. Hopefully when the economy does get back and roaring, you'll need a movable wall system or an interior space built out for your business or property. And if you do, Professor Walker's getting a big kick out of my live reads. You might want to check out Bill Ravensburg, Ravensburg.com. Ravensburg Incorporated has been providing innovative build-out solutions for companies and business owners for more than 50 years. Um, they can do a design and build. They can do whatever you need. Uh, they specialize in, like I said, um, not only movable wall systems, but interior build-outs, caseworking, cabinetry, um, laboratories, whatever you may need. Please give them a call. Uh, you can check them out at Ravensburg. Dot com. Also, they also do uh, interior uh, gymnasium work. So if you've got a, maybe a big space at your house, you want to put it in, in a gymnasium, something to keep your kids uh, COVID-free during all this, have, have a nice space, uh, recreational space, you can give them a call, get a bid, check them out at ravensburg.com. I also wanted to give a shout-out to my lovely wife of nine years. We celebrated our nine, ninth anniversary. Professor Walker knows Anne Marie. You all, she was also a student of yours. Back at SLU Law, so I just wanted to give her a shout out and thank SLU you. SLU Law brings people together. It does. It does. It does. No doubt. We met, I guess that was, uh, that would have been the fall of 08 is when we first met. She was a first year student. I was a second year. 
I was a mentor. She was a mentee, you know, penny pitchers at Humphreys, things progressed. So that's, how, that's how it all started, uh, back at SLU law back when it was on the main campus. Um, so yeah, give her a shout out. Thanks for, thanks for putting up with me for nine plus years. So, um, we'll probably just, uh, you got any Labor Day plans? I think we might float a river. There you go. Maybe get the, bla- the, river. the Black River. Get on the water. All right. We're probably going to hang out on our new patio, which was put in by TRC Outdoor. Uh, we really have enjoyed having it. You know, this is a perfect weekend to hopefully sit outside and enjoy the weather. And uh, we might get the fire pit out and do a little uh, do a little s'mores. Uh, my buddy Chris Rhodes over at TRC Outdoor put in this new patio, retaining wall, stairwell system. It's really been uh, a huge Huge upgrade for us. We got our, our backyard all regraded, new grass for our uh, our new golden retriever, Marty, to run around. So we'll probably hang out there this weekend and enjoy that. If you need anything done outdoor outside your house, I encourage you to check out trcoutdoor.com. They can provide weekly landscaping services, mowing, winter services such as snow removal, ice removal. Uh, if you need it, they can come out. They can give you a bid. On all those things, they can also do big-time landscaping projects, hardscaping, whatever it is you need. They can take care of it for you. Uh, we've been very happy with the project they just completed for us, and I encourage you to check them out. Again, that's trcoutdoor.com. Professor Walker, I really appreciate you filling in this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. It's been a blast for a while. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Smash back in the studio next week, but we'll certainly always invite Professor Walker uh, to come back and join us. I know that the listeners really enjoy his perspective. Uh, This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. Professor Walker filling in, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios and presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Please check us out. You're hearing us now on 590. You can check us out at 590thefan.com, themarkmiltonshow.com, or Apple iTunes where you can always download our episodes. And I hope you subscribe. And if you have tax questions you want to answer on air, you can shoot me an email at mark.milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Take care.